morning and welcome to a chat in the garden with Monique A.J. Smith with Snickers Blooms here in athletics and sports on Survival Radio Network. Hey guys, we got one more uh, Wednesday before we are on March and uh, I got a a person that is coming on that uh, we are all celebrating. I cannot wait for uh, that, that promotion to come out. And I'm really excited about that because she's not necessarily an administrator, but she is a coach uh, that is a trailblazer. And uh, I'm giving away a prize. Who can ever tell me? Who can put it in the garden? I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put through your question. I'm gonna type that right now. Anybody can tell me. Uh, I will send you my new book. Trivia question. So the trivia question is, who can guess who is a trailblazer uh, that she's a member of the garden, uh, she's not an athletic administrator, uh, but this is her first season, hint, First season, um, and uh, we're going to have her in the garden. First season, and I'm surprised together because it's right in the middle of March Madness. Um, but we all celebrated her in the garden when she got announced to this position. And uh, I usually get like uh, my my special guest. Uh, you know, the knock your socks off kind of guess in August, but I couldn't turn this down. Oh my goodness! Uh, and I just thought it was really great for March Madness. Uh, Give you another hint. Uh, it's March Madness, and she's not on the typical side that we're used to. She is not on the bench coaching women's basketball. That's it. That's all I'm gonna give you. Uh, so you can answer the question. I see somebody's trying to write something. No, no, that's not the answer. Ha <laughs> ha! And as I guess today, who's answering? No, dear, that's not it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I'm gonna look that person up. That sounds great. Uh, so I'm always about providing resources, and I'm still, still pushing and pushing and pushing because I believe in this resource. Surviving the Lights, a professional athlete's playbook to avoid the curse by Tawana Smith. Why do I think this is a great resource? Because your student athletes come to you for advice all the time. And there may be some areas you just may not be familiar with. You may not have had a student athlete go professional, and you may not be able to assist them uh, to to select the individuals that's going to help them in the next part of their life, and even if you, okay, let's just be honest, even if you don't necessarily agree with their choices, sometimes it may not be you um, saying it that may be able to, to change their mind. Uh, for instance, when their best friends become their manager, or their grand their their grandfather or their uncle is a CPA, he can handle his finances. Or so-and-so can handle the contract. Well, a couple of things. You know, if you ever gotten a ticket in a county uh, that you uh, are not familiar with and they tell you to get a lawyer uh, that's already in that county, then a lawyer where you live, because that uh, that lawyer would know the judges and the, and the police officers um, and the culture of that area. Uh, same thing with contracts. You need to have somebody who's already been in a relationship with the people uh, that are negotiating um, and giving you your check. And it can't be the person that just has your best interest. The person has to understand the interests of the people that are sending you the check. All these things. And guess what? I learned all of this reading this book. Uh, yeah, I did. And um, and I just remember, oh, my goodness, almost, almost, Twenty some years ago, I had a a ball player that um, um, that was being drafted, and he was considering agents. And I was athletic director at the time, 
and he came to me and asked me for my advice and who she could go with. I got stumped, y'all. I didn't know what to tell him. And honestly, I thought maybe I should go to law school just so I could be able to help student-athletes such as that. I didn't do that, but I'm an avid reader. And see, this book here is, um, um, they, they say, research says that peer education has more effect than um, a mentor, to be honest with you, uh, because they get a chance to tell their story, what they encounter. So you can have a two-punch. They can hear about someone else who's gone through that. And that's why she says surviving the lights. And I would say surviving the pitfalls by learning from somebody else's mistake. And um, it's a great read. I would say, you know, if you don't feel comfortable buying for your student athletes, which I don't see why you wouldn't, because the NFL bought all of the attendees to the Celebration Bowl this book. Yes, they did. So if the NFL found this book to be a great resource, I really think you should too. Um, it's in three different formats. It's on an e-book, it's paperback, and it's audio. So, you know, and I, I do this all the time with my Advanced Academy. I actually purchase books, um, e-books, and, um, for individuals you can send it to them by, by email. You can do that, or you can just buy it for your bookshelf, and uh, lend it out and have them bring it back to you. Or you can buy the book for your student-athletes, especially for your life skills program. I'm just trying to tell you. You know, this is a great resource. I use, I do not uh, spend a lot of time talking about something that I don't believe in. Anybody can tell you. I do not give in to peer pressure. Now, she is a partner here. Uh, she's a media partner here with, with uh, Chattanooga Garden and uh, – and, I, I, again, it's a great resource. I'm really excited uh, about, you know, where she's going with it because, again, if the NFL endorses her, the sky's the limit. So you need to get on board before she really blows up and you can't even reach her. Tawana Smith, Surviving the Lives of Professional Athletes Playbook to Avoid the Curse. Now, another resource uh, that I experienced, I want to say it was two weeks ago, um, and I, you know, Again, this person also is a partner, a media partner here in uh, Chattanooga Garden. However, it's more than that. He actually spoke to uh, the Advanced Academy members. And when he did, um, I got a different appreciation. Because what I've been pitching, what I've been pitching so far has been him come to your campus, talk to your student athletes. And, uh, oh, they love him. Oh, my gosh. Um, because he has a, he's got this saying, and I'm gonna probably not say it correctly because my father was an English teacher, and I can't really say this because he his, he says being broke ain't sexy. So the ain't part, you know, makes my ears cringe because my father would like. <gasps> so I would say being sexy. It, I mean, being broke isn't isn't sexy, but the point is, uh, he knows how to reach his students, uh, and. I'm t- it's, it's not a week that you can stroll through the social media and you don't see he's on somebody's campus. So uh, he is reachable. He's approachable. And uh, he would really love uh, to speak to your students. And i tell you who else he wants to talk to. He wants to talk to you. Um, and it, it, it was just such an enlightening situation because I thought I was, financially uh, sound individual, knowing all the resources out there. Man, he hit me to some things, I'm trying to tell you. Uh, and it's working. Because uh, it, it, it says to the point of, um, his point was, he calls it saving catchers, uh, things that you don't necessarily know that's out there. And he gave it uh, a couple of reasons I haven't even done yet. Um, I'm going to get to it, I promise. Um, but one of the things uh, that he sh- shared was acorns. And, uh, no, we're not talking about the acorns that come off the off the um, tree. Even though if the acorn falls to the ground, it can grow another tree. So, you know, 
me and growth and all that kind of good stuff go all together. So I loved it. But he just shared some some apps with us, and one was Acorns. It's Invest Your Spare Change, which was great. I already used Credit Karma. I say you need to know your numbers. And, um, you know, having a pretty good uh, credit score is like having money because you can save money when you're negotiating, when you're negotiating um, purchases. Uh, I remember when I had back surgery, I needed to get a new mattress. Uh, quick, fast, in a hurry. So I didn't have a whole lot of time to have a debate. So I walked in and I said, you know, I don't need this bed. Well, she says, this one is cheaper. I said, I didn't ask you for that. I need this. And so she made an assumption, you know, about my credit score. When she saw my credit score, she tried to show me something even bigger. Uh, so knowing knowing your value, and value meaning your credit score, helps you be able to negotiate best prices for you, which is saving dollars for you. And, um, you know, and why do we bring Eric Smith on to the Advanced Academy? Because we're talking about negotiating, negotiating your salaries, um, your um, um, your salaries and um, your promotional pieces. And it's interesting enough um, that there are companies or institutions that will look at your credit score to determine if you're physically fit, because especially if you're going to be doing their budgets, they're going to look about that. So, you know, don't have your head in the sand. Don't just make an assumption about where your numbers are, because you'd be really surprised. You're probably better off than you think you are, and it does give you a sense of ownership of guiding your ship. That's why I call it lead your ship. But Eric Smith, fantastic guy, took a lot of time, gave us over 60 minutes, um, and answer individual questions. So I am suggesting, um, because he signed on here with Chattanooga to pitch to come to your campus to work with your student-athletes. I'm also saying, and he did this at Hampton, he did both, the staff and the student-athletes. Have him talk to your staff. I mean, honestly. Um, and the days of having a pension are boop, gone. And, um, you know, 401Ks, they're great. But you gotta have some more income streams, and he, and and you know when you hear that, I, I'm like I'm living paycheck to paycheck, and he says we all are doing that. But let me give you some more dollars, find some dollars for you to have another income stream. And it was funny. I thought I was doing great. I got a drip, and you, you probably don't know what a drip is, may or may not. Uh, but I have a, I get uh, dividends from a uh, stock that I have. And the dividends buys the stock again. Well, man, he told me, oh, that's, it basically says nobody does that anymore, which is not necessarily, meaning companies don't offer drips anymore. So just like pensions are not being offered anymore, uh, matching is not as as, uh, as high as it used to be when it comes to 401Ks. You need to be able to know how to do your own thing. And I'm trying to tell you, freedom, freedom is having choices. And when you find yourself hitting a wall at work, when you understand that you have made some good financial choices, you will have more freedom uh, to actually, again, the word is assert, not be aggressive, but be more assertive at work about your needs. And uh, so financial literacy coach, his number is 770-527-4380. 770-527-4380. He can be reached on his website at www.thefinancialliteracycoach.com. Thefinancialliteracycoach.com. Um, and, yeah, I believe in it, and that's why I spend so much time talking about it. Um, I'm on my fourth book order, y'all. I have I got my first book order I think two weeks ago uh, from the people who ordered pre back in November. I I just gotta say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really want to thank the listeners who have brought the book in bulk um, and uh, uh, for their female student athletes. Um, and I'm actually doing a talk for one of them. But so they're buying the book for. They're female student athletes. You know, the 
the month of March is the month of women, and they're celebrating it by using the book, and I appreciate it. The book is called uh, Removing the Face. Uh, My chapter is talking about um, uh, removing uh, the public figure mask, exit left. And uh, honestly, the book came out of my experience, and my experience has left me on this consulting path, to be very honest with you. People always ask me about uh, career advice, and uh, I revert back to your mindset first. I just had a student call me last night and says, you know, I've been applying for jobs, applying for jobs, applying for jobs, and I'm not getting any. Uh, and she's not even, she hasn't even walked across stage yet, y'all. She's stressing. And one thing I can tell you, she stresses all the time. Yeah, I've had her since a freshman. And it's a mindset, y'all. It's a mindset. You know, many many people look at a, can't see the opportunity because you see an obstacle. You hit a wall, but you can't see the door of opportunity. Uh, and that's usually what I do as a consultant first. I do mind work first. Um. And so the book kind of talks about how I came about that. I talk about growth mindset, and uh, it's really important to understand that your perspective has a lot to do with your advancement. And uh, many folks just don't get it. They, you know, it, it, it it's more than just saying it's emotional intelligence, because the intelligence starts about do you know you. And uh, I'm going to just shoot it to you straight. Being authentic is fine if you understand um, the results that will come from that. And are you putting yourself in a place where you being authentic is going to allow you not necessarily be accepted, but be able to advance and do the things that you want. Um, And so, uh, yeah, today's world, it is a little bit... um, self-expressive, and I agree with that. Um, but again, you have to, I say, interview where you're going to, uh, while they're also interviewing you. So, um, because when you don't know you, somebody else is going to tell you about you, and then you become offensive. So why don't you know about you first, and then you can agree or disagree with what is being said. Um, so the book, you know, we're going to do some uh, some talks. So my, my my talks go along with the book. It talks about again, yes, it does. It it starts off with my athletic administrative career, and there are some. Um, today we're gonna talk about somebody's gonna be a first. There are some things that your mind will tell you about being a first, and uh, you have to tell your mind um, that uh, I'm still human. And knowing that, knowing that uh, everything that happens to you can be used for your good and be a great example for someone else, uh, makes all the experiences keep you from being keep you to being better instead of bitter. And it's really important to understand that Uh, our young people today have not had too many uh, opportunities to fail, and they don't know how to pick themselves up. Most of our people in the business are former athletes. And uh, it, it, it's hard. I mean, yeah, I get the I get the winning attitude, but there's something to be learned from L's. L's are not losses; they're learning opportunities. L mean listening, um, and assessing, and uh, processing all those kind of good stuff. And when you realize that that process is uh, being hindered uh, by um, obstacles that can be turned to opportunities, that's when you saw. So I really hope that um, you would join me on this journey of traveling to your campus to have a talk about removing the face. Um, When I do uh, do staff retreats and student-athlete workshops, almost every time the first thing I always do was guiding your decisions. And then I say, what's blocking you? And every time, it's, they say themselves. And that's the work I'm, I'm doing. I'm, I am work, working on the self to help individuals to advance. So if you are really interested in, in getting the book as a bulk, 
please uh, contact me at Monique A.J. Smith at CaesarEmpowerment.info. I'm really looking forward to planting that seed because I believe reeds are seeds. And my company is called Seeds of Empowerment, planting, planting seeds of empowerment to lead others to greatness. Speaking of planting some seeds, I am going to be in the Big Easy March 27th in New Orleans supporting Dr. Ashley Baker, Women in Sports Forum. Um, she actually, her target market, again, are young people. Um, she's allowing uh, high school students to come for free. Uh, she has a price for college kids, and uh, she also uh, for professionals. But she only had like uh, last time I I saw it was says twenty. I'm, I bet she's down to ten. But if you want to join me, um, go to Eventbrite and type in uh, Women in Sports Forum New Orleans. And uh, I would love to see you. Love to see you. I'm actually about to jump on the train when I get off the air to go to Charlotte. Uh, going to the Women's Empowerment Luncheon held during the CIAA and going to probably cut some games tonight and looking forward to seeing those individuals who said they live in Charlotte, we're going to connect. And I, so when I travel, I do definitely try to lay eyes on members. So it's really important to stay engaged, you know, so then when I see your name, I, oh, that's the, hey, how you doing? Really important. And so... That's how today's guest, uh, she's been engaged in groups since uh, since she joined. And I saw her at the NACTA convention on the hallways. And I said, I have got to have you on the podcast. Ashley, too, she actually attended one of my presentations and took some pictures. Or, or no, she tweeted. And I was like, oh, great. My point is when I saw her name, I knew who she was immediately. And so I'm really, I mean, when I tell you from a person who started out in the same field that she started out with, I'm excited, and you're going to find out why I'm excited. Welcome to the garden, Jess Poole. Hey. Jessica? Yeah, thank you for having me. Hey, wonderful to have you. Welcome, welcome. You hear your tears, girl? I do, I do, I do. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So yes, Jessica Poole comes from us from Chicago State, and uh, we're excited to have you here. And we got plenty of things to talk about. But first, I want to talk about your journey from college to your current position. Ooh, it's a journey, man. It has certainly been a journey. Um, you know, it's funny. I was talking about this with my brother the other day, and he said to me you've lived in more places than I've ever thought about living in. And I said, you're right. <laughs> but really um, from college, I went to the university of Missouri, go Tigers. Um, uh, I'm a Michigan kid that kind of wanted to get away from Michigan and um, had an opportunity to be in the journalism school at the university of Missouri and jumped at the opportunity. So um, I went down to Columbia, Missouri for, for college and really, um, really loved it. It, it, I grew there, um, kind of fell into working, um, as a student worker in the athletic department in sports information. I had two friends, um, childhood friends that played on the men's basketball team. Mm. And they said to me, so there's a guy that travels with us and writes all of our stories and hooks us up with interviews. And I think you should meet him. Um, I said, yeah, I like to write. And, you know, obviously I know a thing or two about sports. So um, I met with Sam Fleury, um, who was the men's basketball SID then. And he said, yeah, come work, come work here. Um, and that's how it all started for me. Um, I, I worked as a student assistant there. Uh, I think I started there as a freshman. Um, and then by the time I was a senior, I was the SID in charge of our women's tennis team and mm. handled everything for them, got to travel with them um, to the Big 12 championship. That was back when Missouri was in the Big, tw <laughs> the Big 12. Um, so, yeah, that's really where my love of communication started um, and grew. And then from there, um, I was fortunate to kind of get a one-year internship at the University of Denver, which I tell people all the time is one of the 
biggest blessings of my life because it taught me how to work at a small school in a big media market and how mm-hmm. to think out of the box. Um, and it was, it's been very, the things that I learned as an, as an intern at the university of Denver are things that I will take with me um, to, to, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, from there uh, kind of took a detour and worked on the men's professional tennis team for uh, a little under a year. Um, and I, I loved it. Um, I loved tennis and I was able to kind of hobnob with professional athletes, but I missed the interaction with student athletes on a day-to-day mm. basis and professional sports. You kind of are dealing with people's people. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't getting to deal with the the directly deal with the people that I wanted to deal with. And, um, I, I just decided it was time for me to go back to college. So I was fortunate to get back in um, at the University of North Carolina, Greensboro. Uh, and I worked with Mike Hirschman there for a year and a half. And then the University of Michigan came calling. Um, and it was, you know, a chance to go home, to be able to work at a place where um, I grew up being a fan. I went to basketball camps there. I grew up parking cars um, mm for football games, um, you don't get many opportunities like that. So I jumped at the opportunity to go back to the University of Michigan, and I worked with several of the sports there, um, women's basketball, a little bit of football, men's and women's tennis, um, men's soccer, and it was a dream. Um, I enjoyed it, um, but I also wanted to make sure, as I was kind of figuring out what part of college athletics I wanted to be in, I wanted to make sure that I had the right type of experiences. So mm-hmm. um, I took a bit of a detour and worked at Dartmouth College, um, go Big Green, go Ivy, um, for a while. Just I wanted to make sure that I, the jobs that I was interested in were lining up with my like core values of who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And I really loved the idea of the Ivy league and the, the marrying of academic excellence with athletic excellence. Um, and, you know, it was great. I had a great time there. Um, had an opportunity to kind of go to the SEC um, and wanted to kind of have that experience too. So after, I think I was at Dartmouth for three, three years, um, I went to work at Ole Miss and I was the women's basketball contact there and secondary uh, football contact and worked with our women's golf program. And I was there for four years and it was some of the best times of of my career. Um, Mm. That's where I really learned how to pivot, how to um, insert yourself into other areas of college athletics that maybe aren't your expertise, but how your expertise can help those areas be better. Mm -hmm. Um, what you can bring. And from there, I had an opportunity to um, kind of, again, marry academic excellence with um, athletic excellence at Vanderbilt. Um, So I went to Vanderbilt for a year, and then I had an opportunity to really pivot out of full-time communications into an external role at Florida Atlantic University. Um, And that's kind of where, kind of from probably my second or third year at at Ole Miss, I knew that I wanted to pivot out of a full-time day-to-day SID role um, Mm -hmm. at some point and be in external. And I got um, very fortunate that I got the opportunity to do that at Florida Atlantic. Um, And then I had an opportunity to um, come here to Chicago State um, and work with a friend and be closer to home and really help build an external area. Um, And that's, that's what we're doing here. And we're really excited and um, you know, it's been a journey. That's for sure. It's been a ride. Um, and saying all of that makes me really think that my brother has it right. I really have lived in a lot of different places. <laughs> and I had no idea. This conversation here is really eye-opening. I mean, uh, yeah, I could see some a whole bunch of questions I could ask. Um, <laughs> oh wow. So, but I, 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 you know, I cannot, I cannot uh, get off this air without talking about this phenomenal first to be the first African-American woman to be the president, to be in line to be president of COSADA. Let's talk about that. Yeah. um, Gosh, I still pinch myself a little bit um, every day when people remind me of that. Um, It is truly an honor. Um, Like I said, this communications has given me so much. Um, 
this COSIDA's organization has given me so much and uh, such a network of phenomenal people, phenomenal women. Um, and really, um, you know, I was on the board for three years. And as my time on the board came, began to come to a close, I realized very quickly that I, that I had more to give. Mm. And I didn't really want to um, walk away from the things that we um, during my board tenure had begun to work on. And we really have made some amazing strides in our organization. Um, and I wasn't ready to give that up. So I kind of said, you know what, there's never going to be a perfect time to be president, just kind of like there's never a perfect time to have a kid. Um, so um, I decided to put my name in, in the, in the running for the third vice president. And um you know, it, it happened for me and I am truly grateful. Um, I stand on the, the, the backs of a lot of folks. Um, you know, I, I am going to shout out April Emery here because yeah. I never thought that I could be on the board until I saw her on the board. Um, so I, I really, you know, yes, I will be the first, but I hope to be the first of many. I hope that um, me um, being in that role shows that, it's possible, um, you know, and, and that's what April did for me. So, April, if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, you don't know you don't spark tears in my eyes, right? Because, <laughs> you know, April's my student. I do. And, uh, oh, my God, when I tell you a tornado came in, oh, my God, she came in as a freshman, was my work student, uh, and she says, I, I not keep scores, I had to do this, this, and this. And then I gave her a sheet of blank sheet of paper and said, I need you to um, make a media guide. The rest is history. I mean, I didn't have yep. to do anything. I was just, yep. she just ran the game day operations, bang, bam. And I was like, my dad, my, my daddy said, who is this little, uh, again, tornado? Because she just, woo, 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 yep. was done. And, yep. uh, yeah, I hope to see her uh Tomorrow, to be a matter of fact. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh! And because we, you and I, never talked about that. You know, we would yeah. see each other in passing. Um, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And for me, as a former SID back in the nineties, there was only Gail, uh, yep. who works for the NCA. Yeah. Um. And oh my goodness, young lady now works for Purdue. Oh my goodness, her name just—it was the three of us, and we just waved from each other from afar. The three yeah. of us at every coast. Yeah. And uh, so I got a couple questions. When you said what strides, I want to know the strides that you made as a board member because I haven't been in years, and so I, I came to see Rob uh, take the gavel. Um. And then I came with uh, April one year, um, and she was telling me about Wise. Was it what, what's it called? The women's thing? Oh, the women. Wo, uh, Wosida. Wosida. Okay. See, there was no such thing because only three of us at the time, black women, and then the rest. I mean, I knew I knew Tammy. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I knew some folks, and like when we saw each other, we were like Kim and all my hey. Yeah. So I got yeah, two I questions. Mean, so have... Go ahead and answer that. One. Okay. Well, we've certainly made some strides from a diversity and inclusion standpoint. Um, when I first got on the board, uh, one of the char- things I was charged with was kind of creating a diversity and inclusion working group. And out of that working group um, became a committee. And we really have been very intentional about um, creating year-long um, continuing education programs kind of around that topic, um, you know, not just ethnic diversity, but, you know, student athletes with disability, um, LGBTQ, we've, we've really um, made it a priority that there will be some type of programming um, throughout the year. And also at each convention, we've committed to that um, moving forward. We've certainly made strides, um, you know, from, from the female standpoint, um, we work closely with BC CIDA and WO CIDA to really make sure that we're serving, um, serving the, the female membership. Um, and that looks, you know, it looks different um, from every, every area, but there's a lot of mentoring going on right now, um, both officially through the COSIDA mentoring program and unofficially through just, you know, picking up the phone and calling each other and, and being a support for each other. Um, you know, I'll, I will say that the, there are 
with myself, there will be five female presidents of COSIDA, and we have this lovely little group chat that we're kind of all in, um, and it, we keep each other encouraged and talk through things with each other, um, and that's important for us to keep going, and we do that with other folks as well. But we've certainly, um, you know, we realize that our profession, the 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 sports information profession is is very very um, white male dominated, mm-hmm. but um, we we are really trying to make headway and get young people in the business and get young women in the business, young people of color in the business, and make them understand that it's a viable. Um, a viable career opportunity for them and not just for it's viable for if you want to be an athletic director, if you want to be a mm-hmm. senior associate for external, the things that you learn as a communications professional are life are lifelong skills that you're going to need every seat and every different opportunity that you take. Um, and so that that's really, you know, where, where we are right now and there's more great things to come. So I'm looking forward to kind of ushering in and continuing to be a part of the, the leadership. And I'm glad you said that. Um, it, 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 you didn't say it in the, in the terms I'm going to say, but it's a stepping stone uh, for the, uh, for other positions in athletics. And um, my in my 30 years in, um, I've seen some great progressions, um, and then I've seen uh, many folks who remain and they're and they're still in it. They're my age and older. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how they did it because the burnout is great, but I'm more of the sense of I. It took me. It, it was I was athletic director and SID, uh, mm-hmm. but really in name only because April was being the SID. But I just couldn't give it up, and I, you know how. And as I thought, you know, and then and then my my sense came into me. You know, the people I train, like Aurelia's mind, I just posted something about mm-hmm. her. Uh, you know, she was spoke just great uh, on doing a TV interview for the CLA on behalf of John C. Smith. Yes, yes. How do you uh, – I, I, I feel like we, we would do well if we progress up to the others. But then there's some saying that you are – Abandoning uh, the SID world and they need us. How do you navigate that? That's a great question. So, I um, how I've chosen to do it um, since I've kind of switched out of the day to day SID role is I really am an advocate for communications. Um, from the seat that I sit in, I understand on a very personal and very real basis what um, and how, what a communications professional can do to elevate a department, mm-hmm. to elevate a program, to elevate a campus. Um, and so it, I find it to be my responsibility to, um, in the seat that I sit in now, to advocate for those mm-hmm. those folks. Um, and that's really the the biggest thing that we can do as we as we move into different seats mm-hmm. um for me you know it's advocating from a, a salary standpoint it's mm-hmm. advocating from a human resources standpoint mm-hmm. you know um there there's you know here um i you know there are there is traditionally been one SID here um, for 16 sports at a division one Institute. Mm -hmm. That's not going to be the case anymore Mm -hmm. um, because I have, you know, it's important that we are serving our population with the right, with the right, a number of people and the right number of bodies. So I think that the biggest thing that those of us that do pivot out can do is advocate for the profession and advocate from a personal standpoint. Like Mm -hmm. it's not like you're just throwing darts and saying, Oh, you know, I, I don't know anything about this. You understand on a very real basis that you need a stats crew, that you mm-hmm. need certain softwares to be good. And that's, that's how you can really help the profession grow is by being an advocate. And so that's how I, that's how I handle it. As I am, um, you know, as most of my friends in this business know, like I am from my sphere, sphere I am always advocating for, for communications professionals because it's important. And shout out to uh, Dr. Christine Kelly. That's exactly what she did. Yes. Uh, for her SID when she was associate AD at St. Alk, and I would hear her say that. And it was great because she was in meetings that I was in from a conference standpoint to be able to say, hey, you know, uh, yeah, you need to make sure your person's here the whole week. 
you know, that they're part of the structure. They're not part of the team. When the team loses, they leave, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. They're the backbone of, of championships. And so, which, uh, you know, we're having a, a, another voice on the leadership level helps. And um, for those SIDs listening, um, you know, who still have, I, I don't want to leave what I love, it's the same way I tell coaches. If you want to see things better from a structural standpoint, you can hire somebody to coach like you, but you can't hire mm-hmm. somebody to lead you like you want to be led. So right. take that into consideration about um, moving on to the next level. So i got some questions for you. Okay. Terrell Elliston, uh, Athletic Academic Counselor, University of Mississippi. What should people consider when seeking a career growth? Wow, that's a a good question. And shout out to Terrell. We used to work together. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, I think the biggest thing when you're talking about career growth is you have to really think about what you want. And the three things that I think about when I'm looking to – pivot or have a growth experience is what experience am I seeking? Um, I'm, am I okay with it? If this, this position, this growth doesn't look the way, like I have it planned in my head and how is this going to line up with my life outside of work? Um, those are the three things that I always think about when I'm, you know, making a decision, you know, to take a position or if I want to, um, Sometimes it's even like insert myself into um, a conversation that maybe is not my primary focus or or things along those lines. I think you really have to make sure that you know what you want out of the experience Mm -hmm. and you have to be okay if it doesn't look the way that you have it to look in your head. Um, And I tell young people that all the time. Um, College athletics is not a linear um, it's not a linear profession. Um, you may start, you may get into this thinking you want to be an AD and really what you want to do is be a deputy AD and help mm-hmm. some, you know, be a helpmate. Um, and, and that's, that, that's okay. But that's, that's the beauty of college athletics is that there's so many different areas of it for you to experience. Um, and you just never know what might be your, your passion point. So those are the three things that I think about when thinking, seeking career growth or a job change or just any, any type of pivot. So I'm going to do one more question, then I'm going to go to break. Um, okay. Chris Jones, assistant AD, major gift for Temple University. He would love to hear how you leverage, um, how you learn throughout your media communications background to now overseeing revenue generation. This is a really good one. Um, So I think that communications is the backbone of everything that we do. Um, Mm -hmm. Raising money um, is really about communicating and communicating well. If I can tell people exactly what I'm going to do with their their money that they want to donate to us, they're more inclined to donate to us. Um, If I can tell people what exactly they're getting um, with their season ticket packages and how they're going to benefit them, they're going to be more inclined to purchase. So being able to have a clear, concise message, um, you know, whatever sphere it is, whether it's a donor or, or whether it's from a ticket standpoint, is really important. Um, and I, I mean, that's what I did for over 10 years um, is just communicating and learning how to tell, tell stories well. Um, mm. You know, people, I found out with the fundraising piece of it is people want to feel a connection. And so who better to help foster connection than a storyteller? Um, And that's what I am. I tell stories. Um, So I tell the stories of our athletic department. I tell the stories of our student athletes and coaches. Um, I tell the story of Chicago State. So if I can do that well, the chances of somebody really wanting to get in and help us is is increased exponentially. Wow. Yeah, I'm teaching college um, call it sports PR this semester, and uh, I, I look. I'm gonna make them listen to this podcast because that's what I'll keep trying to tell them. <laughs> I need you to make people want to come watch this child. You know, they're all yeah. assigned to do track and field. Okay. Oh wow, this is great. Uh, we're gonna take a short break here and chat and garden with Monique AJ Smith on Survival Radio Network. When we return, we continue chatting with Jess Poole and we're gonna find out what her favorite story is and the results of such.
Hi, this is Eric Smith, also known as the Financial Literacy Coach or the Money Coach. You know, financial literacy is the one life skill that every single one of your students is going to need in life. Without financial literacy, their life will be much more difficult, but with it, it's going to be much better. And there's no one better to increase financial literacy than the Financial Literacy Coach. We can be reached at area code 770-527-4380 by email at eric at thefinancialliteracycoach.com. One more time, by phone, that's area code 770-527-4380. And by email, eric at thefinancialliteracycoach.com. I wish you the best. Hi, are you frustrated at work? Do you want to know how to position yourself for promotion? Then Queen's Moves is the workshop for you. Why? Because as women, we need to know our value, be confident in our options, and seize opportunities when they come along, just like a well-played queen in the game of chess. My name is Michelle Larkin of Yumi Connections, and I have developed this online workshop to teach you how to think strategically, develop a personal strategy, build confidence, and create professional momentum. I encourage you to visit queensmoves.net for more details and more information about signing up and registering. This course will equip and inspire you to move like the queen that you are. Classes start November 1st. Royal Court for Us, established in 2017, is a jewelry and apparel company. Our bracelets and clothing designs use vibrant colors and come with their own purpose and meaning. Our company focused on empowering, inspiring, unifying, and reminding each other that we come from royalty, that we are strong and powerful, and it's imperative that we support each other. So check us out on Instagram at Royal Court for Us or our website at www.royalcourtforus.com. 14 years as a professional athlete, and I never once went into a game without a plan. But when it came to the money game, I had no clue where to start. If you're feeling the same way, I would like to help you evaluate, plan, and execute your way to victory in your finances. I'm Nakia Sanford, Regional Vice President with Primerica Financial Services. Give me a call, 404-940-9887. That's 404-940-9887. It helps to have a pro on your team. Why do colleges support student-athletes pursuing every profession except professional sports? Why are they treated as the students when they're athletes, knowing that they need help surviving their lives? I'm Tawana Smith, and as a former Division I and pro athlete and now best-selling author, I've created a transition system specifically for student-athletes called Surviving the Lights. For more information, visit www.survivingthelights.com to learn how we can change the game together. Well, welcome back. I'm your host, Monique A.J. Smith. Uh, got some more questions for you. Okay. Nakia Robbins-Thompson of Delaware State University, what tips would you recommend for young women new to this field, and what books have you read that shape your leadership style, and what women do you admire in patting yourself after? Ooh, that's a good question. Um Young women new to this field, and I would say this for anyone that's a young professional, um, volunteer. Um, make mm-hmm. sure that you get a lo- have a lot of different experiences to help you decide what it is that you want to do when you grow up. Um, ask questions. Um, pick people's brain. Um, you know, just be authentic about wanting to learn. Be a lifelong mm-hmm. learner. Um, I think that's important. And I think the biggest thing is be open. Um, you are going to, like I said, college athletics or any, any career timeline is not linear. Um, sometimes you're going to be up. Sometimes you're going to be down. Sometimes you're going to be pushed to, you know, compelled to do things or take opportunities that might seem like a step back or something that's out of character. Your journey is your journey. Um, and you have to own your journey. Um, and, you know, I think that I live a life of no regrets. And so for me, it's, it's always been every step of the way has been a part of my story. So um, I, I'm, ex- you know, I think that's, that's my advice. Um, and the other thing I would say is you will fail. 
-hmm. There has not been an athletic director that has not had something go wrong. Um, But when you fail, fail forward. Make sure that Mm -hmm. you're not making the same mistake twice. Make sure that you're learning from your failures um, and own them. Um, I think, you know, don't try to hide from them. Um, Own them and use them as motivation and tools to get better. it, this this profession can can eat you up and spit you out if you don't if you don't do that. Um, so when you fail, fail forward. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, um, what books have I read? Some, so I'm a big book reader, um, mm-hmm. and I recently just um, finished Good to Great, which I think mm-hmm. is a great um, book for um, anyone to read. Um, but my favorite leadership book is How to Win Friends and Influence People um, mm-hmm. by Dale Carnegie. It's an old book, actually. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But it gives you some really great common sense tips and tools about how to, um, like it says, win friends and influence people. And that's really what we're doing from any sphere. We're trying to influence people, um, whether it's student athletes or donors or coaches um, or, you know, we're all trying to influence people um, and get them to see things from our perspective or from a different perspective. And there's just a lot of great tidbits there. Um, A book that I just started is called The Confidence Code, and it's a book written by two women based on science about the science of confidence in women. Um, And I'm excited about kind of diving into it because I think that confidence in women, um, particularly women of color, um, is sometimes lacking. Um, And I'd love, I'm excited to learn about the science behind it and see kind of do a self a self evaluation of where I am in that area um, and then possibly pass it on to my female coaches and female student athletes here um, you know I think I like I said lifelong learner um, and lifelong teacher I believe that we're all that's what we're all called to be as learners and teachers um, what's the name of that book what's the last one you just said uh, the confidence code confidence code oh, okay yeah I got that yes yes um uh, was that it? Was that the other? No, no. What women do? You, uh, well, you already said okay. uh, April. Yes. Um, well, there's a couple more. Um, so someone that who is a great friend um, and who I call on for just about anything, um, and actually um, is a first is a new a recent first herself is Candice Lee yeah. um, at Vanderbilt. Um, she has just been rock solid for me. Um, when I worked there, I was able to really, we really just connected. And ever since I've moved, um, moved on, we've just kept in touch. And she is phenomenal. Um, she has just such great experiences and is, is destined for greatness. I, I, do, I do know that. Um, I also want to give a big shout out to two people that are allies and advocates. Mm-hmm. Um, Muffet McGraw, um, the head women's basketball coach at Notre Dame, wow. and also Nikki Moore at Colgate. Um, she's mm-hmm. the athletic director at Colgate. Um, just two people that um, I just think are allies and advocates for people of color, um, women of color, and who want to see um, women, all women, take the next steps. And I've just been very um, – I've been very fortunate to um, kind of glean from them from afar. Um, I work on the fin- Women's Basketball Final Four Media Coordination Committee every year. And the last couple of years, I've had the pleasure of um, working with Notre Dame, and it's just been a joy. Um, Muffet really practices what she preaches. And mm-hmm. if I'm fortunate to have a child that's um, a very good women's basketball player, like I would, I would be happy to send my kids to play at Notre Dame for Muffet. And that's a big deal from a girl from Michigan because Michigan mm-hmm. and Notre Dame, not, not, not friendly. <laughs> um, and then Nikki Moore, I think she's just, we're, we're Twitter friends, but we also are both graduates of the university of Missouri. Um, I think she's great. She's built a phenomenal staff at Colgate and you can really see them um, succeeding under her leadership. And she's just as a servant leader and you can mm-hmm. see it with her student athletes. You can see it with her staff. Um, it's, it's really, really, um, it's really cool to see her. And I tell her uh, via Twitter all the time, like, I can't wait to be like her one day because I think that she does it the right way. Um, you know, she's worked at a big school. She's worked, she's worked at a small institution and she just really, um, she gets it in a way that, you know, I, I admire. Well, I said um, during the break that we were going to ask you a favorite story and the results from that, from that favorite story. Favorite story, like a favorite story that I've written? 
Yes, and how did you had impact on changing um, something based on your story? Let's see. Um, gosh, there are a lot of favorite stories, I think, from my time at um, at Michigan and at Ole Miss. And one, I guess one one thing that stands out is it's actually not something that I wrote, but maybe a seed that I planted. Um, mm. I had a student athlete. Um, her name is Ronnie, um, and she um, is actually from the Chicago area, was a women's basketball player, and she just phenomenal, phenomenal kid. And she, I asked her, I said, what do you think about writing a, a blog throughout our season? And at first she was kind of like, I don't know, I'm just a freshman, like I don't have much to say. But she was a freshman that had leadership tendencies and characteristics that were well beyond her freshman year, um, you know, just, and so I kind of planted the seed. I said, well, you don't have to tell me today or tomorrow, but just think about it. And kind of midway through the year, she came into my office and she said, so remember that thing you wanted me to write? And I said, yeah, the blog. And she said, I think I'd like to do it. And she kind of took it and it became her story. And um, she's a very, um, she's very in tune with the Lord. And she um, kind of had a a scripture that she put at the end and she just Mm -hmm. made it her own. And it was very, um, it was kind of a proud mama bear moment. Um, right. It was neat to see her kind of transform from a shy freshman to somebody who took ownership of something. And it's funny, she got married two years ago, and as um, as a wedding gift, I sent her all of the blogs. So, oh. um, but yeah, that's kind of one of my favorite things is kind of helping and seeing student athletes tell their own stories. Mm. Um, I think that we're called to as communications folks like it's great for us to tell stories but stories are going to resonate with people if we can help students tell their own stories um and so I think that's one thing that I'm really passionate about is helping helping students tell their own story and brand themselves and like be who they want to be um and show the world who they want to be and who they are um so that's that's kind of a little bit that's probably my favorite that's a great story did she end up staying in communication no, she actually, um, she was an engineer. She was cool. an engineering student, um, and she is working as an engineer um, here in the Chicago area. Outstanding. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed our chat today. Me too. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're phenomenal. I, I mean, I can't, and I can't wait. What year do you become president of Cosider? Um, 20, I will take, uh, 23, 22, 23, I think, oh. or 23, yeah, 22, 23. Okay, what COSADA, yeah, yeah. What, what COSADA do you um, actually? It will be, hold on, I've got to look now. I've been trying not to look, but just been focused on the work. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will be a puddle, I will be a puddle that day. Um, let's see. Um... So it won't. So next year will be, next year will be Sam. So twenty, twenty one will be Sam. Twenty two will be Cindy. Twenty three will be me. So in twenty twenty three. Wow. So I'm excited. I'm gonna be. I'm a fan. I'm cheering from the stands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope to talk to you soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And as always, I would like to uh, thank my wonderful engineer, Christina uh, Lockett. Thank you so very much. Continue play, uh, prayers for Clark Garrison, our CEO, who is recovering uh, from surgery um, and want him to have a speedy recovery. And uh, if anybody would like to uh, send a uh, donation, just email me at Monique A.J. Smith. Uh, he is the founder of Survivor Radio Network, and it's because of him that we're able to grow for the last seven years. It was his whole idea to have a Facebook group, and so uh, I just call it a love offering uh, to because, again, it is love that lifts us all up when we are down. So just, you know, if you want to contribute to that. Uh, join us next Wednesday at 10 a.m., for updates on show guests and podcasts uh, 
follow-ups, join us on Facebook's A Chat in the Garden with Monique A.J. Smith. Have a significant rest of the day. <laughs>